Ted. Um, all right. Well, welcome to Thoughts and Prayers. Um, hey, A. What's up? Welcome back, Spendy. Yeah, welcome back, Spendy. <laughs> I was going to say right at the top, we do have a sub stack. You guys can keep subscribing to it. We always forget to say that. So I just wanted to say it right at the top, advertise ourselves. Um, as a good friend said today, closed mouths, or what is it? Closed mouths don't get fed. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but welcome back, Spendy. Um, we're happy to have you. Do you want to introduce yourself again? Or you think I think most of our listeners know who you are, but uh, yeah. Um, thank you, fellas. I'm happy to be back. Thank you for asking me. Um, I don't know what else to say about myself. I'm a <laughs> I'm the uh, elder auntie of um, thoughts and prayers. Yes. I'm uh, the female version of Pool House. <laughs> but, um, if Pool House was a married mom who homeschooled. Yeah. And you're a, you're a mom who homeschools, which is what we talked about in our very first uh, episode with you. We talked all about Illich and homeschooling. So we brought you back for our um, education episode we're doing today, sort of. But don't so tune out. Follow. It's not going to be boring. Yeah. I, well, I no. <laughs> you don't have to have kids or homeschool or be interested in either of them to um, listen to me. I'm also a former edgelord, so that might be somewhat more interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, and you're sure. and you're a reformed art ho. You had, you said that oh, the first right. time. Yes. Reformed yeah, you can ho. you can check out uh, Pool House's podcast and Spendy's appearances on there. There's some uh, stories from the back in the indie sleaze days. So yes, thank you. Thanks for plugging me. <laughs> yeah, and if you're a if you're a woman worried about hitting the wall, Spendy looks <laughs> amazing, and oh, she did, she got it all in the end. She partied and she got the kids. So it's true. You can have it all. You can go from a hoe to trad wife if you play your cards right. <laughs> Your eye on that bartender, ask him if he has a backup plan. And when he says he's going to grad school to become a physical therapist, you just like try to nail it down. Yeah. That's how yeah. it It's a, good it's a plan. solid game plan. Yeah. It, it was. I had no other options at that point. So I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> um, can we say where you moved? Yeah, of course. Not just like that you're you went from California to Texas, which is a big uh I think this this, this happened since we last had you on because it's been 8 or 9 months now. Um yeah. how's it going? How's the how's the big You saw the new Civil War movie and how Texas and California <laughs> become independent countries, which was cracking which is cracking me up, so. Yeah, I've heard about that. I think that's hilarious that they think California Well, are they supposed to be fighting on the same side or against each other? Texas and in the in the I've I've like read so much about this movie now. Texas and California team up and they form the Western Alliance to go against the Eastern states. That's absurd. That's yeah, so crazy. I mean, I have to say there is a fair amount of hick libs here, so I, I guess I was expecting it to be more of like a like the opposition I would find was just like neocons. But there's actually a fair amount. I, I'm in a, near a college town, so I think that has something to do with yeah. it. 
yeah. a fair amount of hick libs and like, you know, they're just because they're in a red state, I think they just resent everyone here. And so you can't go anywhere without there being like a trans flag. If it's like a cool, like, like a record store, or a bookstore or whatever, like they have to really like tell you that yeah, they have to perform it, you know, like yeah. we're not like those people. <laughs> we're better. We're not like all those other people that are trash. It is. It is true. And I went to I went to Indiana for Thanksgiving and like every coffee shop I walked in that seemed like remotely cool or whatever, like had like aggressively lib like propaganda everywhere. And I don't feel that way in New York because yeah. New York is just like it's sort of like a crumbling shithole so <laughs> no one's really worried about putting up like trans flags or anything it's just like well you and know. you can just like assume pretty much everyone is like on your side or whatever if yeah you, or like a homeless schizophrenic person screaming at you yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Well, how's it been though? Like, have you, I mean, how do you, you've done like California to Texas is a big, is a big move. And um, I actually think they're not dissimilar states as someone who's lived, I've lived in both as well. And I think kind of the vibe, people think they're going to be so different, but you know, they're both kind of warm places and they're both sort of like suburban-y master plan community vibe states they have a lot of that going on but what have you noticed big differences or similarities Um, i'm just curious (laughs) it is more similar to california than i thought it would be i mean obviously not like geographic like topography is completely different because it's like flat here um, and then whenever i say i'm from california they're just like oh a lot of cement here and i you know it, it you know, I don't know how to explain why, like, it does seem like there is more cement because it's like there are there are trees everywhere. It's just like because it's flat. And I think because the heat, the extreme weather, like there can't be as much vegetation. So like unlike California, where it's always like pretty temperate. Yeah. Um, but um, I haven't found a good park yet. <laughs> I've like <laughs> I've been trying and like people are like, oh, you should go to this one. And I'm like, it's like a quarter of a mile walk and that's like it. And it's just like through like a field or something. So um, that's been interesting. I, I feel like it's also very like similar to California and that it's like culturally very Mexican. Like the youth culture is, very. I guess maybe just like Hispanic, not necessarily Mexican, but there are a lot of Mexicans here too. It's a lot of Mexicans. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, do you get get mistaken for Mexican? Cause you're like Um, sort of, Ethnically, yeah. we've talked about how you're slightly ethnically ambiguous. So. Um, no, I did in California, but here I haven't. And um, someone actually, I was saying something about how like I didn't grow up speaking English because my parents didn't, like I didn't speak English until I think I went to preschool. But um, I was trying to backpedal from saying like someone's grammar was bad because they seem they were probably ESL because they were Chinese. And, were, and I said, oh, well, I'm just saying that because, like, I also was an ESL person. <laughs> and the person said to me, oh, what part of Europe are you from? And I was like, really? Oh. oh. I, I, I didn't know I was putting out, like, European vibes, but thank you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, like, the original Aryans, technically. That's right. Even European. though Indians try to say they are, too. Don't believe that. <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad it's going well. Um, do you guys, did you, I'm, I'm, I know the answer is probably no, because I said that, but you didn't watch the Z-Way, did you, eh? No, I, oh, uh, did he? Sorry. Yeah, well, I had, I had already seen, not, not the whole interview, which apparently, according to Spendy, was five hours long, but... Um, no, I did... that was the that was the trial. The, oh. the Z-Way interview was okay. seventeen minutes long. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes more sense. I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but, um... really going all in on this one. Uh, yeah. No, she but... tried to watch the whole congressional trial, but that was. I, I saw the clip, the 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 Joker clip or whatever, where he was like, "You want to like get rid of me, but you can't because you need me for the content." <laughs> that was the that was i would oh god now now that i have the headphones i like really realize how much i move away from the mic um that was like a that that's the penultimate moment for sure <laughs> that's like the big you know uh-huh. climax um you do you do know about him getting ousted and stuff right Sure. Yeah, yeah, but but for the <laughs> listeners, maybe it would be helpful in case some of them. Don't. Okay, I can I can quickly. So George Santos, he's a New York uh, congressman from a, a district that's a pretty affluent district that's half Queens and half Long Island, which is kind of a sort of more Republicany part of the greater tri-state area. It's very suburban. Um, that the the district he's from. Um, and kind of like rich Jewish people, not to call them out. Um, but anyway, he, um, yeah, he gets elected. And then 11 months later, he got voted out by, by his peers. He's the only person to ever be kicked out of um, Congress without having a char- an actual conviction levied against him. Um, and the accusations are... I think forgivable personally, but whatever. This is just my moral compass. But he was st- uh, stealing campaign money to like buy things like um, Botox shoes. and Juvederm and OnlyFans. What did you say, Spendy? Ferragamo shoes. Ferragamo <laughs> shoes. Lots of like style, stylish stuff. He he lied a lot too. He said he was Jewish um, and then clarified that he was Jewish. Like he'd like put, but he's not. He's not at all Jewish. Um, and he has a husband, or he says he has a husband named Matt, but he doesn't, in the interview with Z-Way, he wouldn't release his husband's last name, and I really couldn't find anything about him online. So um, he is gay, I guess. And doesn't uh, that happen to, that happens to like every gay congressman, right? They like, they get like kicked out for spending money on like Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Didn't that happen before? I'm sh- well. Getting kicked out of Congress is a pretty big deal, but similar scandals have happened before. Yes, but I think it's only happened six times that someone has been like removed from Congress. That's what I read somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if all six of them were gay. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely another guy. But the priests get removed a lot for like drapes and like decorating and stuff. Yeah. Another th- another group of gay guys. In I mean, the ridiculous. I mean, well, first of all, George Santos is just ridiculous in general. He's obviously a character, not like a serious person at all. It's like insane that I mean, he's like a media phenomenon. He's not like actually like a legislator or whatever, you know? No. Um, but like, I'm sure every single congressperson is like spending their misallocating their funds or whatever on personal expenses 
Well, my boyfriend was asking me how far it goes because he's like, well, is he allowed to buy the Ferragamo shoes? Because like if he's wearing them to an event <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's kind a of a good question. Like, I don't actually know. Like, are there outfits covered under <laughs> campaign finances? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think the mistake he made was like not being in Congress long enough before he took advantage of those things because I'm pretty sure mm. that like, like, don't you think they all do that? Like, you know that they're all just funneling money through back channels, you know, back to themselves and enriching themselves, obviously. So I guarantee just, they are. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like more blatant about it. And then if he hadn't lied about his identity and his parents' identity, well, he probably wouldn't have won that area because no. he they said he ran once before <laughs> and he lost. And um, then he said that his mom was in 9-11. She died in 9-11 or she was in the building, but she was actually not at all. She was a housekeeper. And he said his parents, his grandparents were in the Holocaust, but they're Brazilian. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so I, if, if he would have actually just like maybe had a rags to riches story, like and actually talked about like his, you know, mom being a Brazilian housekeeper, maybe he would have still gotten where he had instead of like inventing this like whole secret this other alternate identity that's what he must just be like a compulsive liar or something definitely and then what was like he's just such a like grift i mean i i find him amusing i mean obviously sort of a an offshoot of like the trumpian like style of yeah politics but yeah like um, what did he after he got kicked out of Congress? What he, what? It's not only fans, but like cameo. one of the yeah cameo. <laughs> he, that was that was his like career pivot. He just he's made up. like 300, 400 grand on it already. Yeah. He's making more money than he, he doesn't. He doesn't need to steal for Botox anymore. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything you said. I think he he's obviously a media phenomenon. I think that they had to get rid of him because. I think people like him expose exactly what you and Spendy just said, which is that they're all kind of these like, you know, horrible succubuses that are just sort of like funneling money and like enriching themselves. And he really like, I think you're totally on the money, Spendy. Like if he had just like laid low for a while, he would have been able to like sort of be in the club. But, um, you he know, shot his he shot too soon. Yeah, he just started acting out too soon. I mean, I read somewhere that AOC is worth thirteen million now. She's a year younger than me, you know. So even the even the ones who are like, you know, allegedly. I mean, I'm sure she would say like, "Oh, I wrote a book" or whatever she did. I don't know what she did, but um, anyway, yeah. Um, but I I love him kind of. <laughs> I do, I do find him really endearing and and funny. Even though I understand he has a personality disorder and he's like a pathological liar, um, I can't really dislike him personally. And I I, th I thought he was great in the Z Way interview, and I thought he kind of exposed Z Way for her bullshit too a little bit because I think Z Way has some bullshit. I mean, like I've been watching her since she was a YouTuber, you know. Um, and her whole thing was trying to get white people to say racist things, which was oh. kind of funny, but that was like her, that was like her, that was her joke. That was her bit, you know? Um, and I think he kind of gagged her a few times. I think he sort of, you know, <laughs> he got her a couple times. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, he did come across as like kind of likable, um, 
there were times where like I was like, oh, he's not he's not bad. But um, I'm sure you could say that if you took a snippet from like any politician. I mean, he seemed, I guess, more human because he's like younger and uh, a gay. So <laughs> he was more relatable. Um, and especially when he was like she was asking him to do like Nicki Minaj and he's like, I'm not going to like do a line for it. And then she started singing and he was like, okay. And he <laughs> like, <laughs> that was kind of cute. Um, but he's obviously um, not that smart either, which came across in the interview as yeah, well. Like, I don't understand. Like what, what was his, what are his, his motives were just like to gain some like fame, notoriety. Like, I don't get like what, why he like he doesn't allude to it either like why why did he want to run anyway well and he must have been backed by the party too i mean that's interesting too like why would the party put their weight behind they wanted wanted someone gay i guess is what they were saying yeah yeah i think he i think he hit the, the he hit some things he's like a jewish gay man who's also a banker i mean like many of those things are not going through but you know what I mean? Like a Jew, a successful Jewish gay man who's also a POC, who's like doing the whole Trump thing. And I, I'm I'm not surprised that sometimes they're just lazy and they like didn't really like look into any of that. You know? I don't know. I feel like they would vet these people. I mean, that's that's not even hard. Like I don't know. I think they said I mean, yeah, maybe you're I mean, maybe he's a total op. I don't know. I think they said in I watched this interview with him and they were saying that, um, or it was like a hit piece on him through CBS. And they were saying that they don't do any background checks until you actually like get in. So like you can run unopposed and nobody will, I mean, you know, maybe if your donors are asking or something, but like, yeah, he, Mm. that's why, but who also ousted him? Like who, do you know who was the one that like revealed his sketchy? Well, the New York the New York Times, like I think okay. within a within a week of him being in office, they had already had this like piece put together, which was like, he's not Jewish, he's not a multimillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> he's he, you know, like they already had like shit on him really fast. So he was right, working but it's like, like you think they could have done that before the election, right? And then <laughs> Yeah. he would have not gotten elected or whatever, you know, it's just interesting. I, I, also. I don't know if this is true, but I think the district he was in was so Republican that it was like, it might not have been a district. They even mm. had to pour a ton of money into. Okay. It was like a gerrymandered. Situation. Yeah. It's like a pretty, it's like how AOC is going to get to be the Congresswoman of that district, like in perpetuity. She wins with like a huge margin every, mm. you know, it's like, so maybe it was that also partially that it was kind of like in the bag, you know. Yeah, it was. They they had said in that CBS interview that like just before the election they had like drawn new lines because like that district had gone Democrat in like the last five elections before that or the last five years. Um, and then they had redrawn it and so it was like more Republican leaning, and that's so it was like perfect timing for him to come in and swoop up that specific district. Yeah, and they go around. I mean, I know this from AOC because that's like her backstory. But like Democrat, Democrats and Republicans hire these like 
you know, consultants who go around and just look for super charismatic people, which I get what A is saying. It's like surely and they're looking for super charismatic people. They would do some <laughs> bare minimum <laughs> bare minimum <laughs> background checking, you know, but I don't well, know. One would hope, but <laughs> <laughs> But I guess he might really go to jail, which is kind of crazy. Really? We'll no. See. We'll see. Yeah. That's a big we'll see. Or I do I I do think it's interesting. Neither of you are probably aware of this because like you're not degenerates, but like I do think it's interesting that the week he was ousted, there was like the weird gay sex like <laughs> tape release. Um, like that exact week. I mean, that <laughs> seems kind of crazy. Like, oh so, man. I don't know. <sighs> There was, so this was crazy. So um, I was like, um, on the same day that that gay sex thing came out. So for the listeners, if they don't know, I don't even know like what there is to say about this really, but there was like nothing to say, a, a really. porn video uh, that was filmed like in the Senate, I don't even know, Senate chambers or something. Yeah. And it was like some uh, Ben Cardin staffer like getting railed out by... Who, some other guy who was it we don't even know who the other guy was oh, okay it's unknown who the other guy is so anyways this was like on twitter from what our x i can't call it x <laughs> on twitter there was you know uh, this was like a big scandal everyone was like gossiping about it but then i turned on cnn and they were talking about a sec like a, a republican sex scandal that was like completely fake like I have, have you even heard about this thing? I've heard of it now. The Moms for Liberty woman. I think so. Like in Florida, I think. Yeah. 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 So, for, I guess so that's I can, what they, I, that's what CNN was talking about. I, if in case the listeners or Spendy are not aware of this one, I I only heard about this one because I had I hung out with some lib friends this weekend and they were really into it. So I was like, oh, like what's whatever's happening on X is like. Yeah. it's like not happening in the real world i, I, I was shocked that they were i mean i was like what how are they talking about this sex scandal and not the <laughs> uh, not the fucking porn in the senate or whatever well i i can sum this one up in two sentences basically this moms for liberty lady who's married they her and her husband had a threesome with this woman consensually and um then a year later this woman this man raped this woman or that's what she's saying. Uh, and now there's like this whole like mom's like he went on his own, not in a threesome scenario. And uh, yeah. So it's just like, I guess the people libs are liking it because it's like moms for Liberty is really against like gay stuff on TV. But this woman was probably getting her pussy eaten by like this other lady and i don't know it's just crazy i mean it's just a <laughs> clear example of like it, it's such a non it's such a fake thing they're just like oh we need something to cover up this like yeah. democrat getting pounded in the ass in the senate you know like yeah yeah these people are private citizens they don't matter at all <laughs> yeah, i don't i mean yeah you know libs love pointing out the hypocrisy um when conservatives do anything like that and i mean and it is gross and like whatever that's just them being weird i don't know why that like i guess because there's potentially a crime that was committed so that's why it's like comes to the forefront but like 
I mean, really, that's like the easiest way to cause a scandal, right? A woman can just say like, I was raped, you know, or it wasn't, it was non-consensual. And then you can just start a firestorm if like, maybe she was pissed that that guy didn't want to like be her side piece or something, you know, who knows? Who knows what happened? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's so true what A's saying though. It's like, these people just like, don't matter. They're not, they're not elected officials. They're not elected officials. I mean, like, you know, whatever, like crimes should be investigated, but we don't, we don't hear about every criminal case that's happening at any given time, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's just like, I mean, yeah, like I'm not saying that whatever, if (laughs) at least like you'd have to throw a a little bone and acknowledge that there's this other thing going on, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I saw people on Twitter like being like, oh, yeah, you guys are just being like prudes. Like they always try to do this bullshit where they like normalize everything, you know, immediately <laughs> normalize like, oh, you you just think gay sex is disgusting like that. You're they're fucking in like the, the where I don't even know what chambers it was, but clearly <laughs> uh, a place that nobody's supposed to be fucking in like. Yeah, bare minimum, they're at work. Yeah. <laughs> and like, were they filming it for something? Like, I, like, that's also he weird. posted. He posted it himself. He posted it himself oh, yeah, on, right? On, uh, and like, that's because I was saying that because some people were starting to be like, oh, like, like some idiot faggots that I was getting really annoyed with were like, um, not sorry. If if you're my friend, I wasn't annoyed <laughs> with you. I talked I talked to you about this on the side, but just some like people tweeting were like, you know, um, like trying to be like, oh, he's you know, it's revenge porn, and so I was like, it's not revenge porn if you put it on your own Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, like. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, whatever. George Santa. I just thought of those were it's just funny ridiculous. Ones. Yeah. I mean, it just shows you like what this is our government or whatever. You know, yeah. it's just like George Santos getting kicked out for buying shoes, like Senate staffers filming porn and the thing. You know, it's just like, are they doing anything over there or like, probably you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really depressing. I mean, it's really depressing to think about. Like, I mean, when I really think about the fact that these people are supposed to be the people running our country, it makes me depressed. But then I remember <laughs> that these aren't the, the, the reality is even more. Depressing. The reality is even oh. darker <laughs> because it's like these people like even AOC and Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos and the Senate staffer getting fucked in the ass. Like they're all just these like weird, like sort of diversions from like the true real government, which is like in my opinion, the security state, you know, right. like the, so it's just like these people aren't actually the government and it's, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That's all I really have to say about it. I'm sure he's going to have an illustrious career <laughs> as a, like a talking head type person. Right. I mean, that's, that's the only route to go, or maybe he'll have a reality show or something like that. Yeah, it's or... Probably his humiliation <laughs> ritual to get into the Illuminati, you know? Oh Yeah. Maybe. Uh, he also is from Palo Alto. Did you see that? So he's like obviously a super affluent kid. I think he was like 19, right? Oh, the kid who, oh, I thought you were talking right, about George Santos. I was like, wait, his, Brazil, his Brazilian right. mom was pulling right. down Palo Alto. Maybe I should be a maid. What of the, uh, um, sorry, the <laughs> that was getting um, the bottom in that yeah. scenario. 
Yeah, he went to Berkeley and he seems like, yeah, a pretty, yeah, affluent kid. That's my guess. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. even know. He must not have parents to <laughs> release that himself <laughs> and just be like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, that's what I thought. Daddy's attention. That's what yeah. I thought about. I was like, the most mortifying thing about this would be like, my parents would see it, yes. and then I like, and then I like, couldn't even have like empathy for him as much as I maybe would because I'm like, you filmed this at the Senate, and you put it on your own socials. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, I'm like, I can't even feel what maybe I would feel, which is like, I don't know, some sort of. <laughs> empathy for someone if they if they if they filmed a private sex tape and it got leaked somehow yeah that would suck and i would feel bad for that person yeah now he's just bringing shame upon his family so did you actually watch it cute well first off if you haven't turned off a live playing on your twitter it was hard not to watch uh, it. I don't think I saw it. I saw the screenshot of, of like his back or whatever. I don't think I actually watched the video. I watched it. And I also, I mean, of course, I was like immediately in the in one of my gay group, group chats got sent the <laughs> sound sound on uncensored version, oh. which I sent to, which I sent to like 17 people. So I'm sorry, God, I need to I'll bring I'll bring it up in a confession. So time. what was your rating of the of the video? <laughs> very basic i mean it was very basic like gay sex you know i I just i thought it was sort of uneventful um yeah i mean it was cracking me up because lindy man had this take that was like any straight man who viewed this which i'm like first of all if you're straight and you clicked all the way through to view it like you have some (laughs) you have some problems but Lindy Man was like any straight man who watched that video. All he all he could think about is that poor young man, and it, it looks like rape to 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 me. But he wasn't saying he literally thought the guy was being raped. Just that like mm-hmm. being fucked in the ass is like the worst thing he could imagine happening to a man. But like in the video, the kid is like spreading his cheeks and like looking back and smiling. So <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't feel. <laughs> violating in any way so i don't know but i thought that was funny lindy man tweeted that and then deleted it immediately i was like oh lindy man it's too lindy for his own good (laughs) what well i have a question about that i only saw like i didn't see the full thing um because i'm not gay but (laughs) um he had like a strap around like, oh yeah that, yeah like some kind of that? harness or something well yeah. a lot of a lot of a lot of my girlfriends have asked about this which is funny he's just wearing a jock strap okay why is uh, it so skinny i thought they were white and well so like jock straps are for like actually like when i actually played football you had to wear them to, to have a jock in your pants which i yeah. think now they actually have like underwear like under armor underwear that's more popular like people don't actually wear jock straps anymore but anyway uh, like sports players don't need to wear, wear them because they're just wearing like skin tight underwear, I guess, whatever. Anyway, they were still a thing when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously gay guys have eroticized them and now you can buy like slutty jock straps. Oh, so that's why okay. it looks, that's why, because like real jock straps aren't really that sexy, you know, they're sort of, they're like a utility. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. 
so yeah, but I, that was funny when I realized I was like, wow, gay, lots of straight people don't know anything about gay sex, which is good. <laughs> but I, mean, I, just I knew it was some like kink accessory, but I, yeah, I, did, I wouldn't have known that it was a jock strap. Yeah, it's just fun. I think a lot of gay guys don't realize that jock straps are for like a real purpose either. Which also, which also <laughs> I think like, <laughs> like a lot of gay guys think it's like just a sex thing, and a lot of straight people like wouldn't it would never occur to them it would be a sex thing. You know what I mean? Also weird that he was wearing it under his clothes at work. Like, right? He must have known right. he was going to do that. Obviously. Although I will say I have the magazine in here. I won't pull it out. But Kim Kardashian did wear a jock strap on the cover of that one magazine. Okay. Um, so that, that, let me get it. Hold on. <laughs> you guys like talk amongst, now. talks amongst yourself. It's, it's literally one foot away from me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you didn't watch the gay porn, Spendy? No, I just saw like that, like a I think it was a short, like two seconds or three seconds of it. And I was like, that's enough for me. I don't need to know <laughs> what else is going on. All right. Sorry. I, I can't like believe that it. you oh, gave nice. it like a B minus. Oh, oh my God. Oh. I bought this magazine. Is that a new? Work. Is that new? It was last year. Oh, that's okay. Kim Kardashian? <laughs> yeah. What? I bought it because I thought it was so insane looking. But yeah, she wore a jock strap on the cover of Interview. Hmm. So I thought more straight people would know, but then I guess I was like, Kim Kardashian wearing a jock strap on the cover of Interview was probably a pretty gay thing to know too. I didn't know Interview still existed as a print magazine. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. Period. So. No. I like went out to buy this. Like I deliberately <laughs> was like, I want to go buy this. It looks so crazy. That's so cool, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, she, I think she's, I mean, I personally think Kim Kardashian's great at producing interesting images, obviously. It looks very like David LaChapelle or something. Yeah, and I love Courtney being pregnant at 45. I think that's really fun for the culture. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's so yeah, crazy. It's Travis Barber. The man with the <laughs> longest neck known to humankind. <laughs> <laughs> I just like when a woman gets pregnant that old because it's like, which, you know, it just, it just cracks me up because it's so like, goes against the like right wing, like you're a decrepit you're Yeah. Yeah. Like, I do wonder, it's, but it always seems like I have a lot of friends who like tried getting pregnant in their forties and like couldn't, even with like IVF. So I always wonder how like, it seems to be very convenient that it's always like JLo and like, Janet Jackson and all these people with access to other people's eggs, maybe that <laughs> and and IVF that like happen to get pregnant in their 40s. Cause like at 45, you don't really have a lot of eggs that are not already like that or that are viable, you know? Yeah. I'm sure she like froze her eggs and all. I'm sure so. like all that probably. I mean, I'm, I would. You know, I'm sure there's all kinds of crazy treatments that you can that get can if you're like super. Yeah. Rich too, you know? If you have unlimited money, you can. True. Who know? Who knows what they can do? You know. Well, they also never have like 
autistic kids or like down syndrome kids like you think that that would go along with the territory too like whenever you see like big families where like the mom's first kid was at 20 and her last kid was at like 47 like the last three kids are all fucked up like it's true <laughs> <laughs> the last three kids are like the duds um i don't yeah i mean someone asked me the other day they're like the kardashians are surely doing eugenics already right and i'm like yeah like yeah, they're like they can do genetic testing and shit. Oh, yeah, and yeah they're like that. they're like killing any embryos that are duds, and they're like picking whether they want a girl or a boy, and I'm sure all that is happening already. You know, that's probably definitely true. Yeah, they're like measuring the golden ratio, and they're like, no, this one. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of sad. I hope those kids have souls. I feel like part of how a kid gets a soul is like. They Two definitely people. don't have souls. Yeah, Two people don't. fucking and loving and <laughs> making a baby the way God. I don't even think that like this generation of Kardashians has souls. Oh no, no, they're kind of yeah. dead behind the eyes. Um. Okay, should we talk about Harvard? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to give the overview, Spendy, on like what what's going on? Uh, sure. So okay, good. <laughs> um, I I don't know necessarily how it came to the attention of like the Congress or the Senate, whoever was having the hearings, but I know that there was all this hubbub about anti-Semitism um, across elite universities and how that was, um, how the deans or the presidents of the universities weren't taking it seriously. Um, there was a specifically an incident I know where like a student at Harvard was supposedly surrounded um, and intimidated by a group of other students. Um, and then they keep doing this thing where they're equating um, people chanting from the river to the sea as uh, an intifada or as some sort of anti-Semitic like dog whistle, which they're now equating to um, like an anti like Jewish genocide. Um, so they put the UPenn professor, Harvard and MIT prof or professor presidents all um, up in a hearing for five hours. And um, there was various, um, it seemed like mostly Republicans that really were the ones taking all the shots at them. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I had to look up what intifada means. It's literally like a Palestinian term. Um, but so this resulted ultimately in the president, all three of the presidents who were there, MIT, UPenn, and Harvard are run by women, just pointing it out, not saying anything about that. Um, and the UPenn president, um, stepped down. She, she quit her job and these are big jobs. They all get paid over a million dollars a year. Um, that's so. insane. <laughs> it is that's insane. <laughs> it's a lot of money. <laughs> And interestingly enough, the president of Harvard, who we're going to talk about right now, um, Claudine Gay, is a few things I think are interesting about her background. She is Roxanne Gay's first cousin. Um, so I found that incredibly weird. Um, and they, just like Roxanne Gay, she went to Exeter, um, which is maybe the single most... Um, elite school, high school in the country, costs yeah. like $60,000, $70,000 a year to board there. 
Um, and wow. her her father was um, in the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and she spent a great deal of her childhood um, between New York City and Saudi Arabia. Oh my! Okay, <laughs> so she's a spook. I mean, that's right. Crazy. Yeah, and then she she shows up at Princeton for only a year, um, transfers to Stanford studies economics um, and then eventually gets her PhD from Harvard. Um, she basically doesn't pub- publish um, very much um, at all. She published maybe 12 articles during her academic career, which is low for someone who's, uh, you know, spending a lot of time at um at Harvard, anyway. Well, and then didn't and then, it turn out they were all plagiarized or something? Yeah. There was there was some plagiarism, and then I thought this this is the final part of her ascent. I thought was at least mildly interesting um, before this hearing in two thousand nineteen. Harvard College Dean Rakesh Karuna declined to renew the appointments of Ronald Sullivan and Stacey Robinson. They were the faculty deans of Win- Winthrop House. Um, this followed months of campus protests after Sullivan, who was a he's a lawyer joined the legal defense team for Harvey Weinstein. Um, And yeah, basically gay was one of the people who like fired these people, I guess. So this is one of her like other minor controversies when it's like a lawyer taking on a (laughs) disgusting client is like part of what they're supposed to do, you know? (laughs) Anyway, whatever. Um, She's been like an activist president, I guess is the point of this. So. But what did you think? So, like the line of questioning that was most popular is: Do, do you do you remember the phrasing of the questions, Bendy, that they asked these women? Uh, it was essentially like: um, Is it uh, against the like code of conduct or something to declare like uh, to make anti-Semitic statements or something like that? And then they yeah. kept saying that, like, it wasn't the code of conduct. They were saying that, like, yeah, do you agree that it's okay to make, like, anti-Semitic statements that students can make them without? And then they were saying, like, well, if an anti-Semitic statement um, turns into conduct, then it violates, like, the rules. But if it's not. And then the most hyperbolic was that woman. Um, what was her name? Uh, Stefanik from New York. Elise Stefanik. Yes. And she was yeah. saying okay, so what, they needed to commit a genocide? That's that's, that's the action that needs to be taken? Um, and, it, and I, you know that they've all been told, they seem like they all had the same lines, right? Like not uh, all the presidents. Like they just kept right. saying, like it goes into conduct, kind of repeating the same thing. But they would never push back um, on that assertion, that saying from the river to the sea, or asking for clarification on like, what specifically is anti-Semitic about what they were doing, right? They just kept making these broad sweeping generalizations. And I think it's because you know, they don't believe in free speech. So they can't make any statements that are contrary to that, you know, like, I mean, it seems uh, like obviously they were censored by like or told given like exactly what their talking points should be by whoever, like the donor class or, you know, the dean. They don't believe in free speech. I mean, you couldn't go onto Harvard's campus and say something like all lives matter. You would be in trouble. Um, But it's interesting because this 
quote unquote problem that they're having is the donor class is made up a lot of Jewish people um, just at Harvard. That's true. I'm not being conspiratorial. It's literally true. And um, they're very upset. But I I think it's interesting that... um, yeah, I mean, Spendy, this question of what anti-Semitism is was really on my mind today because I found this, I'll read it really, it's really short. This is like, I, I never do this much work for the pod. So I hope you're honored, Spendy. That I, <laughs> I am, of course. I really, I really tried to come with some stuff. So today in the New York Times, someone was writing about this like crazy rise in anti-Semitism. So I, I took this one um, part of his very small part of his article that I thought was interesting. All this is likely to get worse. A Harvard-Harris poll, I thought it was interesting, he's quoting a literal Harvard poll, conducted this month finds that 44% of Americans aged 25 to 34 and a whopping 67% ages 18 to 24 agree with the proposition that Jews are a cla- as a class are oppressors. By contrast, only 9% of Americans over 65 feel that way. Um, the same generation that received the most instruction in the virtues of tolerance is now the most anti-Semitic in recent memory. What I found interesting about that is he's calling anti-Semitism people saying that Jews as a class are oppressive. That's what he's, that's his definition, right? Um, But it's, I'm not surprised these young people have internalized that because there have they, you know, we've talked about the public school system, which constantly says that white people as a class are oppressive and like like drills that into the kids' heads, like from the second they're like five all the way up, and like all white people are racist and blah blah blah. And I think that the these kids see Jewish people as white, <laughs> so yeah. which the majority of American Jews are um, white. So it's it's really disingenuous to pretend that this problem wasn't created by the DEI. Sort it's, of like it's interesting just from this liberal framework. I mean, it's obvious, I guess, but that it's it's okay to say white people are oppressors, but it's yeah. not okay to say that Jews are oppressors. Yes. <laughs> you know the hierarchy now. Yeah. Like, yeah, Jews are not at the top, even though they are at the top of most of the uh, institutions. And that's why you can't say that they're the oppressors. Um, but it's it's interesting because a lot of these, like the ideas of critical race theory and everything do come from like liberal Jews who, you know, are behind the push to get DEI and critical race theory in a lot of schools. But um, now it's coming to bite them in the ass. And um, I do think that like my husband and I were like arguing about this because he was saying that like, oh, it's actually a good thing that like more like Zoomers and younger people are waking up to like what's going on with Israel. And his contention was that like, it's because they realize that like we're propping up Israel as like a, you know, uh, basically an arm of the United States um, in the Middle East. And I was like, no, it's not about that. Like they don't, I don't even think they probably understand how much money the U S gives to Israel and how like, yeah, we can't afford to like pay for education here, but we can pay for for every Israeli to go to college for free and um, for people to go on birthright. And I think it's because of, yeah, it's actually just this like critical race theory where it's now the colonizer oppressor, um, you know, hierarchy, which has made them say that like 
brown people are inherently good. White, anyone who has lighter skin is inherently bad. Otherwise, like, why didn't they care about Yemen? Why didn't they care about Syria? Why don't they care about Ukraine? Because it was either two white people or two brown people. And yeah, it's, it's interesting that they, the, the, the mostly Jewish DEI thing kind of fucked up with whether Jews are white or not. They didn't really, <laughs> they didn't really think that one, <laughs> you know, cause it's like, it's like, and I think that the Jewish people get to play sort of a, a little bit of a, I've, I've seen liberal Jews play this before when they want to, um, when they want to seem like in coalition with POC, they'll kind of claim a not white identity, but when they want to, kind of virtue signal they'll claim sort of a white identity you know and it's like like they'll say something like well even though i'm jewish i I obviously am white passing so i you know i understand like and it's like it's like no other group really gets that no other group really gets this like kind of dual status of like poc slash uh white (laughs) like i can't think of any other group you know (laughs) Um, but yeah I agree with you Spendy personally like I I think it's more I don't think these kids have a very deep understanding of like geopolitics or even have like thought very deeply about like what Israel is Um, even me I have trouble understanding like what Israel is I'm like is Israel uh, basically a US satellite state are is, is there any meaningful difference between Israel and the US you know, like, I mean, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think there's much of it. I mean, you know, it's, I think, you know, to some extent, the national borders and everything, like, they're somewhat relevant, but also I think it's helpful to just think of these things in terms of, like, the globalist contingent, you know, like, the the, the elites. And Israel is definitely a project of, that like group you know and so that group is basically runs the united states and the security state and all that the bankers but it's also like europeans you know like england and the anglosphere so it's like it's all just that they they need their little post up in the middle east and they made it happen you know i mean that's like it's the the whole zionist project just doesn't really make sense like okay you know the holocaust um the jews were oppressed and genocided definitely true um but mind you there were also like plenty of other groups that were also you know mass murdered during that time including like um more like twice as many um or more like christians in the soviet union were like genocided um and and not and not i'm literally not even talking about like you know everyone hears about like the soviet economic mismanagement and starvation but no like they literally like mass murdered like 12 million christians in the soviet union so anyways, and then so they say, OK, well, the Jews need a place to be safe. Right. So that this can't happen again. But like they could have made that in Montana or something. You know what I mean? Just like bring them all over to Montana. Why did it have to be this like specific 
place that was like already real estate agent. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Told them that's the only place they could go. (laughs) And they, and they like, um, you know, I think that part of it is they claim it's so interesting because it all comes back to this. Like we've talked about this, like what does it mean to be an indigenous person? Like we're Mm -hmm. very confused, but like Jews claim, can you say indigeneity? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> Jews claim indigeneity to that region. Um, whether that's backed up by anything is who knows. Uh, uh, 23andMe and all genetic tests are illegal in Israel. Look at Oh, up. really? But I thought, um, you, I thought you had to prove that you were actually Jewish to do like birthright or to become... I guess not to become a citizen, a full citizen. You do, but not with a genetic test. You have to prove, like, you know, your parents have to, you have to show, like, your parents were a member of a synagogue or you were bar or bat mitzvah or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, genetic tests are illegal (laughs) in Israel. You're not allowed to get them or buy them there. Um, I think that's just interesting. And, okay, so they're indigenous, (laughs) but there were also palestinians who were living there you know in 1948 or whenever they'll tell you it's all fake they're all syrians and jordanians and they just came there in the last five years it's so crazy how both sides have like their own like um different histories like revisionist history about what happened like have you, you heard that they say there's no such thing as palestine um, it's only oh yeah, and I, I and the claim you're making I've heard too. Like no Arabs came until the Jews made it like yeah, a wonderful happened. land, but it was basically just empty before the Jews came, which is like not true no. <laughs> in any in any way, shape, or form. That's not There's true. There's correspondence between like um, some of the early Zionists uh, and like David Ben Gurion saying that like oh we actually can't come here because there's already people living here. He was like, nope, sorry, gotta go, gotta get all those people out. Um, so, you know, and and they also there's documentation of them saying that like, don't let them know that like we're, you know, there's more of us coming, that it's not because you know, it was like a few people at a time over a, a great period of time. And if you know, because obviously if you're gonna like move people out or build on top of where people exist, they're not gonna want you there. So like the idea that it was just this like thing that happened and it was fine and they are completely entitled to it is just like ridiculous in my opinion, not, and the idea that like, if you criticize, it's the only place in the world that if you criticize the government of you are a racist and you are anti-Semitic, which is also a weasel word because like, Nobody can even define what a Semite is. It doesn't mean anything, yeah. It doesn't. I don't really understand, but I know that there must be some reason why they don't say, like, Judeophobe or something, like... It's well, and it's it's yeah. funny because the Palestinians are Semites, right? Like, yeah, under the definition. Right. And, like, and like a lot of Palestinians were Jews at one point who converted to Islam. So it's... <laughs> yeah, it's my just like, is they were all probably the same people, and then they just split... Yes. Because if you look at like a lot of the photos of the IDF, I mean, even the fucking own there, they couldn't even tell their own people they shot them, right? Because they thought they were Palestinians. So like, (laughs) clearly, they look very similar. Like, I was surprised that when they when I saw pictures of the IDF that they were Jews, like I, we don't, I don't think of Jews as being like swarthy Middle Eastern people, because that's 
not who we see here, you know? Well, and then there's the whole thing about are European Jews even actually like descendants of right. the Middle Eastern Jews? Because yeah, that's a big controversy, but yeah, probably not is the uh, yeah. answer. Judaism <laughs> used to be a converting religion or whatever you call yeah. it, a proselytizing religion. And they, well, that, yeah, that's, yeah, I need to read that book that David Moulton has recommended yeah. many times. But yeah, basically, like, basically, there's a lot of evidence that European Jews are not indigenous to, uh, to that region or the Middle East at all. So, and that's the Jews we see here in America mostly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. clearly they look mostly <laughs> European. Like, I mean, it's it it's so strange to say that it's like a race and a religion. It's like, well, if you all descended from the same place, but it was like thousands of years ago, like, and you moved to other parts of the world, like, then you're no longer the same race anymore. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, and you intermarried with all these yeah. other, you know, all these other groups. I mean. A has two blonde kids, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you look, you start to look. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but that was, you know, one thing I'll say is that was like one thing that pissed me off so much about Red Scare, who I like, I, oh, you know, I do, I, I do, I do like, I, I personally am still a fan, but their Israel episode was disgusting and it was a mess. Was so I mean, because they only read Alan Dersh. The only <laughs> book they read was Alan Dershowitz's book. Are you kidding me that's all they read and oh my alan, god that's alan, insane it is insane Which and then alan Dur- debunked too like norm finkelstein oh debunked yeah, it's a hundred it's a hundred percent debunked and i went and looked into the history of alan Dershowitz's book because i was like is any of this shit they're saying is true and i looked it up and like none of it is true like this whole idea that it was just like an empty desert is completely false and then like all it takes is like the tiniest bit of thought to think like jerusalem is an ancient city you're trying to say that before 1948, Jerusalem wasn't there? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like these ancient <laughs> cities. Crazy. I mean, how did the, <laughs> that's insane. That is crazy. But yeah, Alan, Alan, that's what I was actually going to say, but even about the Harvard shit and like how all this kind of like donor class, right, is behind putting all the pressure on the universities to crack down on anti-Semitism or whatever. But that happened, yeah, with the the Norm Finkelstein thing back in the in the two early two thousands. And yeah. it was Alan Dershowitz who was yes. behind that. He was like pressuring the university to um to not give him tenure because he was critical of Israel. That's insane yeah, that they talked about that on Red And Star. another Epstein person, lest we forget. Oh yeah. What yeah. Were you- yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, what were you gonna say, Spendy? I I follow um, Norm Finkelstein on Twitter, and like I usually just like read his threads, and then s- recently I've just like looked at the replies, and they're so horrific. Like people are just like accuse him of being like, of course, like what do they say? Like you hate Jews, you wish you weren't Jewish. Like <laughs> I can't. I mean, besides maybe like Ion Hersey Ali, like I can't imagine like. Anyone who gets like more grief from their own like group of people or, you know, religion than him. And he's so brave for like just I mean, he's kind of like catapulted to like notoriety even more in the last since this has happened because like he's you can't I mean, he knows his shit inside and out. There's no way that like you can bullshit him, you know? 
like he'll just be like, save your crocodile tears because you're you're sad that your great great grandparents died in the Holocaust. It has nothing to do with you. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people's great great grandparents had shithole lives because like basically everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> like, on, My you go never told me that there was a in like I think the nineteen the ten nineteen tens, nineteen twenties. In Iran, there was a famine that killed like 10 percent of the population. Like, I mean, that's yeah. a huge. That's like millions of people, and I've never even heard about it. And no one's probably ever heard about it because it has nothing to do with me. Like, I mean, sorry, that's terrible. Yeah. And it's just the reality is, it's just not <laughs> only the Jews who suffered in the twentieth yeah. century. It was like a massive, the most violent century like century in recorded history i mean millions and millions and millions of people killed and it was horrific the world war ii was horrific millions of people died that were not jewish there was other genocides going on and then what and then what happened afterwards with communism was horrific when that swept across you know that killed tens of millions of people uh in china and russia and all these places so it's like I don't know. It's it's interesting. This one thing is like held up as like the worst thing that's ever happened. You know. Well, it's There's... the foundation, yeah, of the kind of post-war like liberal world order. You know, this like foundational myth, kind of. Yeah. And I don't mean myth as in it didn't happen. <laughs> just that... Oh no, you're gonna get the left-wing conspiracy yeah. people after you again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the Holocaust happened, but to say that it's the only thing that happened or even, we don't even need to rate these things as worst. I mean, they're all horrible, but it's like many other horrible things were happening at the same time, you know? Um, you never thought, hear about that. Yeah, no, of course. Well, yeah. And, and you know, I think also it's because like it, it's a way or it was a way for like um, Jewish liberals to like see themselves like um sympathize or empathize with like the civil rights era movement because they were also at the forefront of that right so like they had to keep carrying that torch and talking about it and like you know seeing that as their like natural place in society to defend um the rights of others which you know is a i guess is a noble thing in some ways but um what it's turned into is the opposite of that um the most interesting thing I thought about that um, hearing was that or about Claudine Gay was that she's straight and she's married. I know. Shocking. <laughs> shocking. I like, I, I like, I like looked it up too. Cause I was like, okay, she's a lesbian. Right. Yeah. And then I was like, what? But her, hu but okay. But to be and clear, her guy. husband works at Stanford and she works at Harvard. So they're and her husband on is opposite sides of the country. Here. Drum roll if you can guess the race of her husband, listeners. Oh, <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> yes. He is? is he really? Oh. Are you serious? I think he's Jewish. Hold on. He's white. He's he is white. white. Yeah. Hold on. He's definitely white. I was let just me... joking. I knew he was white. I think he actually is. I actually think he, but let, let me let's not do misinformation. Okay. He he is white. His last name is Offendalus. That's a weird That's name. a weird last name. Sounds Greek. Actually, yeah, that sounds more Greek than he looks really it would be white. So... I mean, like he's super white. <laughs> There's no indication he's Jewish, though. Sorry. That would be really fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, oh, I didn't even know that like I thought because of the way she looked that like gay was like an adopted surname because <laughs> <laughs> what is funny I mean it is funny like president gay yeah <laughs> I had I mean, she's like the black woman diversity hire or whatever <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say, sorry, that I had a professor of women's studies who was named Elena Dyke Woman. (laughs) 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 Well, I just assumed it was kind of the same thing, but uh, I didn't realize she was a more serious person than that. Wow. She looks so lesbian. I mean, it's like really shocking that she isn't and it's yeah i don't know i mean yeah like like a said who knows what this relationship is really <laughs> is really like if they're living on opposite coasts they do have a child so they at least did it once <laughs> yeah they did they had sex at least once <laughs> um yeah so i i mean one thing i'll say is like i you know, not, I'm not defending these, uh, these like Cretans. Cause like, I do think like Ivy league schools are a cancer <laughs> on our society and that, you know, and everyone's like, Oh, she's not qualified for the job. And I'm like, there are no fucking qualifications to yeah. be the president of any of these schools. Like, what do you think? You think that she's like doing some sort of like, or like, like organizing like the janitorial staff. Like, I mean, her whole, position is to like literally uh just raise money she doesn't do anything else she's not like she's not running like i think people have this weird image that she's like oh like everyone's schedules would be messed up if claudine gay doesn't do it right i'm like she doesn't do any of that she's a fundraising mechanism so in that sense she is qualified because they thought that a black woman would raise the most money if yeah, exactly. I think her job <laughs> is to like appease the woke mob or whatever, not another like white man. You know? Yeah. And so then now she's just in this situation she didn't anticipate where she's between like the woke mob and the Jews or whatever. Like, they well, and they only, alive. I mean, the, there must have been enough of the donor class that was like, we want a black president this time for mm-hmm. any, for Harvard to even care to, right. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. The first black president was hired in 2018, seven years after the first black U.S. president. Of, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the only reason they cared is it must have seemed especially lucrative at this time to do that. Um, right. Anyway, whatever. So that's one thing I wanted to say about them. And the other thing I wanted to say is that, you know, Elise Stefanik's questioning and oh. was, was, was ridiculous because it was like, it was basically like spendy, <laughs> like it was like a sophie's choice moment almost yeah. it was like it was like it was like um when did you stop beating your wife yeah when did you stop beating your wife exactly i was trying to think of like a question where there's like no win you know what i mean like it's like yeah it was exactly like, like that right, so the answer is yes okay <laughs> well and it's another one of those things like the kanye thing where it's like Jews don't know, like, you can't say Jews control the government and control the media. But then as soon as like, there's any criticism of Israel, you know, the president of Harvard gets dragged down to Congress to testify. Like, yeah, that's how they show you that they don't control anything. Yeah, or or when all those kids were doing the like Gaza thing, they were like all the hedge fund people were like, "Well, they won't be getting hired here oh, anymore." Yeah. And they like they like sent out that. But then I was like, 
you think these fucking Gaza protesters were going to work at the hedge funds? Yeah. I mean, these are like, these are like not those people. Like these are like the feminist studies majors of Harvard. They're like the retards. <laughs> like, I don't think there was any like economics majors out there protesting would be my guess. No, it's I, all the affirmative was... action people. Yeah. They don't give a shit about <laughs> this or protesting at all. I don't know. Interesting. <sighs> the only person that had to step down was the white lady because <laughs> yeah. MIT, the woman from MIT was Jewish. So she has oh, cover. Oh, so and she then, has a, yeah. Yeah. So like, I guess they were like, one of you's got to take a, take one for the team. So. Yeah. Hopefully what did they do? What did they do? They just allowed these pro-Palestine protests to occur on the campus. Is that literally the extent of it? Yeah. And they refused to say what's like Spendy said, like the disingenuous question. They refused to say that like anti-Semitism is against the code of like speaking anti-Semitic things is against the code of conduct. But like it shouldn't be actually, in my opinion, <laughs> like arguably you should go to university to have your views challenged and you shouldn't outlaw any sort of, I mean, obviously stuff that would be a criminal matter in the real world should be outlawed on university. Yeah. Beating someone or whatever, but like anything you say should be fine. Well, I mean like before the ACLU said that vaccine mandates make you freer, they, (laughs) <laughs> represented literal Nazis who were doing a yeah. march mm-hmm. through a Jewish neighborhood in Chicago, you know. But it would be better for everyone if these schools did accept smart kids who were more conservative and let them say whatever they wanted on these campuses. I mean, that's I truly think- what, like, a, you know, having diversity means is not just people who look who are not white. It's also people who have different opinions, but like they're just shouted down now. And so they're not, I think that like no kid who thinks like that is going to probably say anything, you know, cause they'll just get jumped on. And like, you know, before this, it's also funny that like there were mobs surrounding kids or women or whoever for various things. Like uh, I know there was a swimmer who went to SF state who she refused to, be in a swimming competition because um, one of the opponents was a trans woman. So she knew she would lose, right? So she's gone on like a speaking tour and in SF State, they chased her into uh, one room in a building and were screaming at her and threatening her. But like nobody's being hauled off to Congress to ask why they were able to intimidate her, call off the event, you know, because she's not a protected class. So nobody gives a shit. So you know, like these professors are all, it's just, you know, they, this is what they deserve, but because they don't institute any of these things with an even hand, they just choose to like, you know, enforce speech or let things go when it's convenient for them. And then now that they're being called out on their shit, suddenly it's like, oh, now, now someone has to step down. Well, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, and again, just to, to be clear, I mean, while I do theoretically support people being able to say anti-Semitic speech on university campuses, in this case, it's a straw man. Like there yeah. was no actual, no one was actually saying anything anti-Semitic. Well, I mean, okay, like no, from the river to the sea, I don't think it's anti-Semitic. I agree. 
there are a few, I mean, just like very isolated incidents of people saying things like kike and things like that. I mean, like at Harvard, not, I don't, not at Harvard, but at like other university at other schools, like there have been people, there has been like a few isolated Maybe. videos. I haven't heard about that. I'll say, I mean, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not that exciting and they're not like mass, they're not like mass groups. It's like mm-hmm. one person like freaks out and says like, oh, you're a fucking kike. And it's like, <laughs> like, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, like, that's a shitty thing to say, but it's like, it's not representative of some like mass genocidal action against no. Jewish students. People like Jews in America. People like Jews. Seinfeld is the most popular <laughs> television show of all time. Okay. Yeah. I know. This idea that like anti-Semitism is rampant is insane. I think it's like. Yeah, maybe anti-Zionism is becoming a bigger thing, but I don't think that like people don't like Jews because of it. You know, it's it's not to equate like a people and with a government is ridiculous. Yeah, right. I mean, people love Jews. We let Seinfeld date a high schooler. <laughs> Shoshana. Like famously, Shoshana Lonstein. I still yeah. follow her. On, I follow her on Instagram. She has a great <laughs> life. <laughs> Things have gone great for her. Um, but yeah, there's a few. Anyway, whatever. I'm sure some people, my point is, is like, even if some people have said a few isolated anti-Semitic things, whatever that even means, like specifically anti-Jewish things, it's just these, you know, um, it's not part of this like mass call to like, there's no one is calling to, no, no, yeah, that's the thing I said earlier in the text messages, like, no, none of these kids are calling for a Jewish genocide. That's no. ridiculous. But there's plenty you know? of people on Twitter on the right saying that they should ga- uh, turn Gaza into glass and kill everyone and like that Muslims are all just disgusting terrorists and like nobody cares. Like you're if you're on the right, you're allowed to say all of those things and like it's not anti I guess it's just like inherently built into being like um I guess like a boomer con is that you blame Muslims for all the problems of the world. Yeah. I mean, all the right really dislike is really Islamophobic. And I'm not saying I like love Muslims either. (laughs) 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 I am that meme where it's like, I kind of think both of you guys suck actually, but like, you know, they have their problems, but in this context, um, I feel for the people of, Gaza specifically, but I'm not saying I like their religion. Yeah. I was going to say the Muslims did 9-11, but (laughs) it was actually kind of a, kind of like a tag team effort. Yeah, I think so. I think they somehow got them uh, into it, but um, someone else. But A is, A A is right. People, America loves, loves Jews. They really do. They, They, it's like, this, I don't know. It's just, it's so interesting to me to see these people melting down on Twitter thinking that they're going to be harmed in some way in America. I'm like, there's never been a more exalted group. I mean, like, it's just, even I mean, friends, Rachel Green and Monica yeah. Geller. <laughs> it's like the most, like, you know what Jewish, I mean? Like, yeah. they're all, I mean, like, I don't, I, I understand those actresses weren't Jewish, but those mm-hmm. characters were Jewish. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Rachel Green, who has a nose job at 16. And that was yeah. a joke. Like, 
it's like these are like Jewish American princess shows. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's like I, I don't know. It's just yeah. It just and it's and no, just and, such a propaganda narrative like that. I mean, and I want to say like wait, just really quick. Like I just want to say to their credit. They've done these things, right? Like, I think it's everyone's like, "Oh, it's bad to say the Jews run Hollywood," but I'm like, actually, it's 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 um, kind of amazing. They went to this like place that had nothing, and they, you know what I mean? Like, it's like I don't know. It's like they're a very creative, industrious, high verbal IQ. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like my yeah. low IQ people, I come from. <laughs> we'll never rise to anything in this country except uh, being a pharmacist or something. <laughs> Not enough to have power. Persians have some funny. Uh, I feel like Persians have done pretty well here. No, you don't think so? I don't think they're. Uh, I mean, they're very pro education, but I don't think that they're like a. My, my husband likes to tell me that their like average IQ is like eighty. And that, <laughs> and then um, I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm not saying that, like, you know, there's not smart people, but like, if you look, he's uh, he's he's really one of those like IQ people. Yeah, um, that's hilarious. But he readily admits himself. He um, also has low IQ um, ethnicities contained within him. Well, I was. Um... <laughs> It's funny to even bring up the IQ thing because the New York Times like two years ago published this article about how Ashkenazi Jews have genetically higher IQs <laughs> and they had to like, they had to like retract it and like go, but like, they were like, oh, we didn't mean it like that. <laughs> it's like, how did you mean it? <laughs> Times was crazy for that one. That's hilarious. They really dropped that and then just sort of were like, oops, sorry, we said it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. I just want to like shout out the other guests because I felt really seen by this that uh, Amy Therese saying that reading is is uh, midwit behavior. <laughs> and, I, and that's why women do it more. <laughs> like reading fiction, basically. Oh, I kind of agree. Um, so yeah, it just, uh, yeah, it just cracked me up. That's all. <laughs> Um, any final thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, I forgot. I, oh, uh, I, I, no, this isn't really on that, but yeah, the rise of anti-Semitism. I did, I did actually, my best friend is a Zionist Jew and, um, we got into a couple spats, uh, since this is all popped off, but now we're good. But she <laughs> literally told me that she was afraid and that she was telling her children, not to um, tell people they were Jewish. And these are like, she's like 5'10 and has like red hair and green eyes. Like nobody's like, like oh, this Jewish gal over here. Um, and her children are also like, I mean, they're very European looking and they live in on the West Coast. Um, but she really like was, sh you know, convinced. And I'm like, dude, you're being programmed. Like, stop. I know. I mean, I've seen it so much of like mutuals on Twitter that I, I liked who were like great on COVID stuff. And they just are all to like if they're Jewish, typically like just yeah. started posting nonstop about how anti-Semitism increased 800 percent. And like, all it's just <laughs> it's insane. Like it it doesn't make sense. And I'm sure they haven't experienced that whatsoever in their like actual life, you know. I know. 
Yeah, I don't know. You know, everyone wants to be oppressed these days. And also, you know, it's a good funnel for like the ADL and everything, like for there to be a constant omnipresent danger of anti-Semitism. Yes, exactly. It's media driven, 100% like that. And then once you see it, to me, it's just like once you see that, that it's just whatever is just being cycled nonstop in the media, you can just know is bullshit, you know? I think one of the one of the more recent like infamous cases where like people someone was calling in bomb threats to schools in the United States was an Israeli teenager. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I mean, I'm sorry. I forgot to say that it was like anti-Semitic bomb threats. Yeah. (laughs) Probably like a Mossad agent or whatever. (laughs) I think he was literally like 17. There's like pictures of him going to court and stuff. It's pretty crazy if you look it up. And he like, called in like a hundred bomb wow. threats. <laughs> I also like how all the conspiracy things like say like the anti-Semitic point of no return. Oh God, that. Oh yeah, I've so I've reached all those points like ten times. <laughs> no, all the all the ones that are in the category of anti-Semitic point of no return are like the true ones. I know. <laughs> The other oh, ones God. are like Paul McCartney's dead or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't actually write any of their own songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um well, do you guys <laughs> do you guys want to call it? I feel yeah, like I'm running I, out of steam. I should actually probably jump off in a sec. So all right. Well, thank you, Spendy, for coming on. Thank you, listeners, for listening to our to our episode and uh, yeah, well, we'll this will have come out in the new year when it comes out. So happy new year, everyone! Oh, yeah, Mazel Tov, yeah. Mazel Tov, happy new year! Christmas, Hanukkah, and There's new probably year. some actual new year thing you're supposed to say, but I don't know it. <laughs> we'll just do anyone who made it this far; they can just they'll deal with it. All right, bye, guys. Bye. bye.